All right, second Mungrel podcast for the year, just after round six. Welcome, Mrs. Mungrel. A pleasure as always. How have you been over the last week, even though I already know the answer? Been shit. Wow, what a, what a little beacon of positivity you are today. <laughs> Would you like to enlighten everybody as to why you have been so shit? Well, you know, our daughter's been a bit sick and... Yeah. Um, she's been she's been shit. <laughs> kept us up all night for a couple of nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That leads to a lack of sleep, which leads to grumpiness, short fuses, and maybe a husband who hasn't paid you as much attention as you deserve over the last little bit. Last couple of months, maybe. Months. been a bit neglected. I did put a shelf up. You did put a shelf up for all my skincare products. I appreciate that. Eat your heart out, ladies. <laughs> That's the sort of service you can get with the mongrel. <laughs> we've, um, before we jump in, um, quick uh, quick spiel about the benefits of membership. Mrs. Mongrel, your forte. I'm never going to listen to what you say here. I don't know why you persevere with this. I feel like you really want me to know. I have a lot of faith in you, but it's dwindling rapidly. You shouldn't. It's, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what you get. Something about rankings. <gasps> well done. That's something. Mm. I'll tell you. How about that? Mm. So entry-level membership, you get, as some mongrel members, you get wingman rankings weekly. Early access to good, bad, and ugly reviews. You get the midfielder championship belt. Oh, I just started it this week. That's a new one. It is. I just started it this week. Jack McRae, reigning champion. Giving it away because in a couple of days, there could be a new champion. Who knows? Uh, and then you have your, your upgraded version, which is in a circle. You get all that stuff I mentioned, plus weekly player rankings that feed directly into our Mongrel 50, the pl- defensive player of the year rankings as well, which I know you're very interested in. Do I like them? Who's the defensive players? Absolutely, you do. And for <laughs> fortnightly X-Factor <laughs> rankings as well, which is a small forward uh, rankings as well. And then you get a couple of standalone articles thrown in along the way. So great, great benefit. I know people are probably fast-forwarding through this bit every week, but don't. I would. No, you wouldn't. Stop it. Once in a while you might get a, a, an article from Mrs. Mungrel, but... Uh, no, not likely. It'll just be vitriol-filled... Anger at the moment. So. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, I need to say yes. hi to my buddy Katie, oh, who, despite having no interest in football whatsoever, perseveres with these podcasts that must just be nonsensical. Makes her ears bleed. Yeah, out in the garden, uh, listening a couple, to couple us. A couple of cotton buds, you'll be fine, Katie. I, I had a friend also um, get in touch during the week who... I'll, I'll quote directly without using a name here. So that if I want to focus on football, I should get rid of Mrs. Mangle. <laughs> right? And let's be honest, there's been times when I've thought about it. And you know what? I suggest this every week. <laughs> I'm not. Or I'm very I much want, on board with that. Or if I'd like to go down the route of softcore porn, keep her. And I'm like, softcore? Is that Jeez, an option? I don't know. <laughs> Can we make more money off that? Probably not with softcore. There's yeah. too much competition. Anyway, let's do the weekend review in a couple of minutes. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah, because you were you watched every game as usual, right? I don't even know what happened this week. It's been a blur. So the dogs beat the Giants? Yeah. 
uh, close game till three-quarter time, and then they just went whack. Uh, but they also lost both Dunkley and English. Are you looking at my notes? <laughs> I don't know who either of those people are. They did Tim lose. English, the blonde guy. Yeah, well, mm. they lost him when his own teammate, Aaron Norton, jumped up and kneed him in the chin, and it caused his jaw to move at an angle oh. that it probably shouldn't have. Great still shot was up on, I think, part of our game review. But uh, it, it looked nasty. And Norton, oh, sorry, not Norton, Dunkley, his shoulder popped out twice. So it popped out. He went back, went off the field, had it put back in, came back out, then he went up and punched the ball and it popped out again. So he's in for surgery and will be out for three months or his English misses a week. But for the Giants, they, they look... I think this is the first time they actually look like they have no depth. So they have no one to come in really to fill the holes of people going out. And they're relying heavily on Toby Green at one end and a bloke called Sam Taylor at the other end. Don't know what's happening with those guys, but uh, I'll touch on them a bit later on when we have our Contenders and Pretenders segment. The Cats massacred the Eagles. Massacred. It wasn't even close. It was uh, after quarter time, they just lost basically every position. Dom Sheed was terrible. Tim Kelly was blanketed. Even Nick Knack got beaten by a bloke that he should eat alive. Why? What happened? They hadn't won there since 2006. And they went into the game, and it was almost like they they put the white flag up really early. So as soon as the pressure came from Geelong, they kicked 10 goals in the second quarter and just wasted them. Were they just chilling? Well, I'm not sure they're in a position to be chilling because at some stage they're going to have to win interstate. And their only wins this season, I believe, have come at home. So West Coast, great team at home. On the road, not so great. The Suns beat the Swans, which was unexpected for a lot of people, including you, who tipped the Swans. You're screwing your face up. Very angry. Don't want to talk to you anymore. (laughs) You have to wonder whether the bubbles popped with the Swans. They looked really, really good early in the season. Sometimes young teams will do that. They come in, they hit the ground running, and then... I know what it is. It's like when you start a new job and you're all enthusiastic and then reality hits and you're like, oh, God. I have to go training again? Yeah. yeah I don't want to do sucks. that. sucks. This is terrible. The Lions went on the road against the Blues, but, they, but they've lost Lockie Neal for a him? couple of months. So he hurt his ankle early in the game, played the game out, but is now going in for ankle surgery. What? You no. kept playing. Yeah. Do you remember when I hurt my ankle and I cried and you had to come pick me up? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> Can you come and get me? I'm at the I gym. twisted my ankle. Yeah. Go to the gym to get fit and injure yourself. It was a, a lovely time me. to be alive. <laughs> so, so he's out for how long? Probably around two months. So that's his uh, chances of Brownlow and all that stuff gone. Mm. He won't be All-Australian this year either. In the aftermath of that, Chris Fagan... Brisbane coaches come out and said the games are too long. I don't know how that impacts Neil's injury at all because uh, he put him back on the field with a bung ankle, but he's having a bit of a whine now saying the games are too long, the quarters are too long. They're the, they're the same as they were prior to 2020. It's just, I think... Uh, Is this a bit of old man shouting at clouds kind of thing? Possibly. I think it's old man shouting at the media. Oh. He may, it may have been a leading question that was asked to him too. I'm not really sure. So... Give him the benefit of the doubt on that one, because sometimes they take one little snippet of an interview and run with it. The D's knocked over the Tigers. Yay! Bit of a turn up. I mean, people were expecting it to be a good game, and, I, and yeah, Melbourne was undefeated, so 
this is the the premiers they're knocking over though so there'd be a lot of belief in that that crew at the moment we'll get to them when we talk about contenders later on and the tigers are in there as well in terms of contenders they're not going anywhere yet the dockers did what was expected against north in an empty stadium due to covid fears oh i wish that the mongrel punt had covid's marketing team that'd be fantastic Listen to the Mongrel Pun podcast, or your your grandmother will die. You know, something like that would be great. I mean, you're our marketing team. Yeah, <laughs> don't I do wonders? <laughs> the Hawks did the Joganino. Oh, came from behind and yep. uh, overran the Crows. Yep. And the Crows, I think, it was 14 goals without a miss. They kicked earlier in the game, and then wow. they kicked two goals after it. Two goals, five or something. Two goals, three. I can't remember. But after being unable to miss and looking like they're going to run away with the game, they stopped to a walk. So you've got to give Hawthorne a bit of credit there for putting the brakes on and staying with them while they're on this bit of a rampage. The Bombers beat the Pies in the Anzac Day, the traditional Anzac Day game. Darcy Parrish was the star here, and Anthony McDonald tipping Woody. You didn't like his either, you tip Collingwood. Yeah, I'm not going to tip Bombers. you got this thing against the Bombers, and I, I don't do. know why. But uh, it's it's it, it, there's no well, rhyme the same or thing reason against the crows. There was no reason. No, for you that. don't like him because of Jake Stringer. Yeah, that too. Yeah, well, he comes from the TV people, and she just sneers <laughs> at the TV. It's just like she has this wave of disgust roll over her, and yeah. she needs to let people know that oh, Stringer. I do, Ugh. but she now you say noise. that. <laughs> I say to get a reaction from you. <laughs> Personally, Jake, I don't mind you that much as a player, although you do fade out of games pretty pretty much every week. Um, <laughs> whack. Yeah. Uh, Port Adelaide whacked the Suns. As the, Saints. Sun, the Saints? Do they, they might whack them both. Who knows what they're up to? Now they whacked the Saints. Carl Amon once again exposing Brad Hill as a bit of a fraud on the wing. Amon had 26 touches and maybe 9 or 10 marks at halftime. And Brad Hill finished with 10 touches for the game. So the elite runner just got run off his legs by a, a young bloke who wandered a bit more. So Port looking really, really good. Now, last week, Mrs. Mungrel, you heard the name Gary Rowan. You were somewhat unimpressed. It's a, it was a Jake Stringer reaction from you. Now, I don't want you to, don't want you to dive too deep into this. But I also don't want you to go softcore, um, <laughs> Gary Rowan, because no one no one likes softcore. Apparently, yeah, yeah. I've, got to, I've got to tone it down. Yeah, that's right. So, Learn more about football. So uh, Gary Rowan, no. we were, you were talking about one of the worst Garys of all time. He's the only Gary in the league at the moment, so he's also the best Gary in the well, league. The, the, I mean, obviously he's behaving like he has because there's no Garys to compete with. Well, the other one, retired, yeah. floated the idea of coming back in the mid-season draft the other day, but that really hasn't gone anywhere. But if Gary Ablett made a comeback halfway through the year and got picked up by the Cats, he'd be pretty happy. Probably won't happen. It's a lot of shape to get into for an it old is. body. Anyway, Gary mm. Rowan, your buddy. Yeah, I don't want to talk about him again. I'm sick of him. He can just go away. Is this something against redheads? You don't, no. you don't like Ron Weasley either. I like Clayton Oliver. You do, actually. And I love that lovely, handsome boy from uh, <laughs> The Sums. He's handsome. Look, he's anyway, I just want to say 
But I want to talk about Gary Rowland. But you want to talk about some other Garys. I do. And you've done a bit of research on these Garys? Well, a little bit. Yeah, like in the 40 minutes before we started the podcast when I handed you some Jeez. notes. <laughs> nothing to do with cheese. Go from work, come home, more work. Lovely. Yep, living the dream. <laughs> Go for it. Who you, got, who you got for us? Gary Wilson. Gary Wilson. Wore a helmet his whole career. <gasps> Did he? Back That's be- very endearing. Back before, back before getting, it was cool. Yeah, back before getting concussion, it was cool. Before Caleb Daniel oh, started yeah, yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah lazy a few decades before that. Played for Fitzroy. Did. Um, one of their all-time best players. Nicknamed Flea. I don't know why. Because he was little. <gasps> he weighed about 64 kilograms when he played. And I saw him one day. Uh, Richmond had this bloke named Jim Jess that played for him. They called him the Ghost because he was, yeah, very pale. So it's a very imaginative very back creative. There. Yeah, the flea because he's small and the ghost because he's pale. But Jess was a big bloke. He was six foot something and weighed a lot more than Gary Wilson. And Wilson hit him with this hip and shoulder one day where back in those days you could still leave your feet. You could jump and really collect someone. And he knocked him cold. The littlest guy on the field just completely wiped him out. I remember being a young fella watching that guy. I'm like, oh, Gary Wilson. It's fantastic. <laughs> and how, how big was the bigger guy? Oh, he would have been maybe 6'2"-ish. How many kilos? Well, if he's 6'2", he played key position, so he'd probably be looking at about 85 to 90. So you're saying if I tried hard enough, I could collect you, and if you were unawares? We have a desk between us, <laughs> and I'd probably just put my foot up. <laughs> Would it really? Yeah, take much to stop me, would it? No, but Gary Wilson was a fantastic player from what I've seen. I didn't watch a hell of a lot of full games with him, but he, I think, was runner-up in the Brownlow one year as well. So I think that made him a legend of the Brisbane Lions slash Fitzroy. So great career. About 250, 260 games from memory. you have any stories about Gary you'd like to share? No, that's None. None. Good research. <laughs> Next did one. such a shitty job. Gary Sidebottom. No relation? No. No relation to Steele? No. It's funny, isn't it? You can have a name like Sidebottom, football name, and then another one comes in 30 years later and it's no relation. Where are all the Myers spelled properly? Not like Brian Myers. Can't even spell his he first name properly. He doesn't know what's happening. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, anyway, keep going. Gary yeah. Sidebottom. Yep. So... Passed away a few years back. Oh. Yeah, so we're being very kind to Gary. Oh, yeah, well, I think he might be one of my favourites. So we talked about how he uh, was hit in the eye with a beer can. Yep. Well, he might want to drink, so I was aiming for his mouth. Well, you told me something that always just, I can't really believe it, that in those days beer cans were solid, solid metal things. And you used to stand on them, didn't you? So this is kind of... Back in the 40s or whenever it was that you were watching games. Yeah, we didn't have cans there. We used to drink it straight from the distillery. (laughs) (laughs) So so back in those days, you could actually grab a couple of cans. And because I was, you know, maybe six at the time, you could put them down on the ground and stand on them and get a better view. And being a little fella, you wouldn't crush them. Then they moved to aluminium over the years, and every time you try to stand them, they just squash down. But the metal ones, you're able to stand on and use them as stilts. Hmm. Well, Pretty so I've got yeah. copped one in the eye. It, it went down like a bag of the proverbial as well. Just, oh, held his face and went down. Get up, Gary. Come <laughs> on, son. 
It's just a beer can. Bloody it wasn't a glass. Oh, my God. So we also talked about how he missed the Geelong team bus when he was due to play in the preliminary final in 1981. Yeah, a miscommunication, I believe. Mm. And you knew about this story. I knew about him missing the bus because there's a, I think there's a part on the Geelong Highway, they call it the side bottom turn or the sideies turn or something where he was supposed to be and he wasn't there. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine that's your legacy. Yeah. <laughs> what I love about this is that his teammate, Peter Johnson. PJ. PJ. Oh, PJ. Big Johnson. <laughs> I'm trying to be really um, respectful and well-behaved and not make too many sex jokes. And um, Look, you're ruining someone's it. someone's name's Johnson. I'm going to kick you off the podcast. <laughs> this is Mungrel's podcast coming up next week. He's going to talk about Nicolas Cage oh, all, all the time. <laughs> so, anyway, his teammate, Peter Johnson, took his place, but... Since he thought he wasn't on the team, he ate half a chicken and a bucket of chips and had a strawberry thick shake for lunch. And on his way to the park, he smoked half a pack of Winnie Blues as well. Half a pack on the way to the footy. Imagine <laughs> got there. Smoking wasn't illegal in the stadium back then, so... I'd lie down for a nap after the thick shake. I don't know. Johnson would have been the sort of like a had him like in the side of his t-shirt. I reckon. The side of his sleeve. Yeah. His Winnie Blues. It's just, I'm just amazed by that. You know, Gary Sidebottom ended up being suspended by, I think it was St Kilda, uh, for an unsatisfactory attitude as well. So he's got a bit of a bit of a track record here. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Um, the story I like about Gary Sidebottom is actually the story I like about Peter Johnson. It has nothing to do with um, Sidebottom, so um, yeah, sorry. Know. I don't know if you read about how Peter Johnson played that day. We might have to look at that. No, because I really just had time to look on Wikipedia and quickly uh, gather might, a few bits of pieces. I might look at that. Really? Or I might not. Who knows? Yeah. Got a third okay. one for me? Gary Dempsey. Gary Dempsey. Or, you know, I used to go to Arden Street a lot when I was a kid. Yes. And Gary Dempsey, uh, I think he's responsible for a couple of the worst-looking football cards in history where he looks like he's completely stunned. He's staring into the camera with wide eyes like he's coked up. <laughs> but he was burned as a kid. Yeah. So bushfires. And then I think he got kneed in the throat playing football as well, which caused his voice to like be really, really croaky. I think that's why you never saw him really on many interviews and stuff because... He just he, he it damaged his voice box. Well, I read he was um started playing for Footscray in 1967, but then in 1969 he was burnt by a bushfire near his home. and was told he would never play football again. Are you reading off Wikipedia? Look, I basically cut and pasted this. Good work. Thanks, Wikipedia. I do pay you three dollars every so often. I pay two fifty. <laughs> anyway, he made a comeback. And a massive comeback. Won his first Best and Fairest Award in 1970, which is crazy because it's literally a year after he got burnt and got told he would never play football again. That That's the kind of story I'd love in a movie, and that would be like one of those sports movies I like to watch. He held the record for most marks ever taken until about, oh, until last decade when Nick Revolt finally passed him. So he's still second all time. 
He's Team of the Century member at Footscray, Team of the Century member at North Melbourne as well, and won best and fairest at both clubs, as well as the Brownlow. So only one Brownlow. But, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but uh, he was an, a magnificent player. And by way of some DVD traders, I was able to get a couple of older games uh, last year and have a look at them. And one of the games was Essendon against North Melbourne. And Dempsey was on the way out here. It would have been about 82-ish, so end of the road for him. And he was playing against Simon Madden, who people regard as one of the better uh, Ruckman ever to play the game. And Madden starts out like a house on fire. And then Dempsey just reels him in and just uses this old man nouse and gets on top of him and ends up being one of the best on ground. I thought, well, he looked like he was going to get killed early in the game. And he just kind of... Positions his body beautifully, does a lot of really good things, takes a heap of marks, just gets involved all the time. And I thought, wow, what a what a player. So, ripping, ripping guy. Mrs. Munkle, I want to jump into contenders and pretenders this year. So we're six rounds in, and there's teams that have really put their hand up and said, we're, we're for real this year. And there's others who were touted as being for real or showed early that they were going to be thereabouts and have completely fallen away. So if we can go through, I'll give you a bit of a take on each team, and I'm not sure whether you have a take on each team or not, other than perhaps you could point out something that a player looks like, or <laughs> maybe a mannerism of their coach right. noticed. Okay. But the first one, Port Adelaide. Oh, well, you know, Ollie Wines. Oh, wait, do I have to wait? Oh, no, well. you, can, you can jump in whenever you feel like it. I mean... Port Adelaide is obviously the contender because of Ollie Wines and Charlie Dixon. Having a fantastic both, year. Both having Wines. a fantastic... No, no. Dixon's not. Both having a fantastic year. Is he not? Dixon has yet to really put his stamp on a game. Who's your writer that loves Butters? Oh, Meadow Man really loves Zach Butters to the point where I considered offering him some help. You know. No, let him, let him enjoy... Look, his hobby. I also thought about contacting the Butters family and just letting them know, hey, if, if the bushes are rattling outside... Oh. You should get him to, like, do one of those happy birthday videos or something oh, for like him. Cameo thing. Yeah. yeah, perhaps, you know, Zach should draw his blinds once it starts getting dark because, Matt, I reckon he's the, the stalking, stalky, stalk kind of type. <laughs> he might be out there going, hey, Zach, you going to play this week? You going to play? What's wrong? Show me. <laughs> That sounds very much like you. Get your wrinkles out for the boys, <laughs> Zach. So their recruits are doing fantastic at the moment. So you have Aaliyah Aaliyah who's come in and slotted into their, their back line. Uh, up forward, you got Arazio Fantasia who's kicking goals like, like he was born to do it at Port Adelaide. He's completely turned around his last two years form at, at Essendon and looks to be happy playing there. They're doing it without Dixon and Rosie dominating at all. So there's still some improvement left in that team. And, you know, they're scary assuming they're not assuming they're not going too early. It could happen. Pretender. Carlton, as Jack, Jack Elliott used to say. Don't You just really startled me. <laughs> John Elliott used to be their president. He was um, president of the Liberal Party and stuff and... Had this massive notice. Anyway, he wasn't a, He was one of the Carlton Power Brokers. He was their president for years and 
was in control when they breached the salary cap and had draft sanctions and stuff put in place against them and sent them to the bottom of the ladder for many, What many a legacy. Years. Premiership, though, as well. Bought one, basically. Well, okay. So something's wrong with Carlton. They've got stars that are performing all over the ground. So they're back three. You've got Jacob Wiedering, you've got Liam Jones, and you've got Sam Doherty, all having ripping years. I don't care what they say about Doherty in the press. If you look at his games, he's playing good footy. It's just that he doesn't front up to the media as much as Patrick Cripps to take the heat. Cripps is still one of the best clearance players in the game. Sam Walsh has made a big step. You've got Harry Mackay kicking goals. He's second in the goal kicking. Where the hell's the problem here? I don't understand where they're falling down. They, they just picked up Adam Saad, who sometimes I think he runs like a bit of a chicken with its head cut off. A bit All over the shot. this way, that way. But he breaks lines. They, they recruited Zach Williams to play in the middle. Maybe he hasn't done what they thought he'd do yet. Do you, do you have a theory on what is actually wrong? They keep dropping the same players. So they have these kids that come in two, three years in the system... And they're not performing up to scratch, and that's fair enough. Then they go out, and they're gone for a couple of weeks, and they come back in. They don't perform up to scratch again, and out they go again. So no one's getting time to develop at the level. I think Carlton really thought they were going to push for finals this year, and probably rightfully so, given where they've been for the last 20 years. It's about time they do. But I think they really need to get some consistency in their bottom six players. So they go in every week and there's the same names down the bottom. You get your Paddy Dow down there and, you know, Setterfield's down there. He hasn't played recently, but he's down there. Lockie O'Brien's one of the players who gets in the team, barely touches it, out he goes. And they just don't have that next step for those players. And I'm like, well, they they haven't signed Patrick Cripps for next year yet. And I'm like, well, every time it goes, a week ticks by you start thinking maybe he won't resign. Before the season, I said, if it gets to like round 10 to 12 and there's no signature from Patrick Cripps, that's the time you start pushing the panic button and you start going, all right, well, he obviously is stuck at some point with a contract. Does he want to be here? Does he not? What can we actually get for him? Because if he's looking to go home to Western Australia, Fremantle would be the team that puts their hand up for him. And they've got some really, really good kids that could be part of the deal. And they'll be around for a good 10 years. So not entirely out of the question that Carlton come out of it okay if he does decide to leave. But they're not making it not making it easy on him to re-sign. It's not like they're, they're winning and he's going, oh, great, this is fantastic. Finally, I'm going to stick around. He's thinking, no, same shit as the last X amount of years. And he's the face of the club, so he's the one that cops it. So I feel a bit sorry for him, apart from the fact he makes a heap of money, a lot more than me, and he's younger and fitter. Actually, I don't feel sorry for him at all. You're right there. Sorry, I'm just, just spiralling down very quickly. I'm going down a rabbit hole here, <laughs> the Crips rabbit hole. The dogs. Do we like the dogs? Yeah, we do. We do like the dogs. They've got this ridiculous midfield talent. They've just lost Josh, Dun- Josh Dunkley, as we mentioned at the outset. But they've brought in Adam Trelaw. He's been fantastic for them. They've got Norton absolutely killing people in the air, flying for balls and soft court. 
Flying for balls. See how good I am? I didn't even smirk. You smirked a little bit. A little bit. But... Just a little bit. So Norton's flying for balls all over the place. Tim English copped it last week, but he's been pretty good for him too. Dunkley's really, really important in this mix. And I wonder whether this changes things up for them a little bit. They've got Liberatore in there playing well. Their back line's gelling. Alex Keith's been really, really good for them. I'm like, wow, the Bulldogs. I'm not sure anyone predicted them to be 6-0. and So I tuned out for a second. Did you talk about Bont at all? Not at all. Oh. Well, well is he doing well? Bont's going to Bont, right? He's going to have these games where he's just the best player on the ground, and that's all there is to it. There'll be some games where he's a little bit down. He kicked three goals the other week and was the difference. You know, he... He's in the top 10 players in the league by, you know, by anyone's... Isn't Caleb a bulldog? He's not not as good this year. Not oh. having as good a year. Um, got suspended for a week. What for? Being a naughty little boy. <laughs> it gives me nothing. I don't actually know. Yeah, That's my right. way of saying I don't know. I think it was for, for striking or something, but he was having a really dirty day a couple of weeks ago. And look, for all I know, it might have been a retaliation. I'm not really sure. But uh, he can go to another gear. And if he does, you know, watch out. So the dog's definitely a contender. Pretender. Sydney Swans. They looked really, really good the first couple of weeks. They're going to be fine. This is not a whack on the Sydney Swans. No one expected them to be a finalist this year. No one expected them to contend. So their form early in the season, was almost a bit of smoke and mirrors. They're going to have some days where they're, where they're really, really good and some days when they're ordinary. And that happens when you've got a whole heap of young guys coming through and a pretty big injury list. So, yeah, up and down, like Joganino's pants at a high school reunion. <laughs> did, I mention, your, uh... did I mention we went to an all-boys school? <laughs> Poor old Joe. The yeah. man I've never met. Yep. yep, and no one wants to. <laughs> Contender, demons. Hooray. You want, you want, we're going to get into the demons a little bit later on because I'm like, you know, I'm like a bit of Yoda here. Oh, I sense a disturbance in the force. I sense that there's a bit of a swing happening in this household and the saints are being left behind, just like the hawks were left behind. And now all of a sudden... We're talking more about the demons. From I'm going to get into this later. Well, I'm not going to go any more. You have a think about it because mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether this is legit or not, mm-hmm. but I think it's palpable in this house right now. The you demons. about Petrarca. Jeez. The demons dispense with the Tigers, beat the reigning premiers, and beat them at their own game. Started to rain. They out-pressured them. They outworked them. They were harder at the ball. They just were better on the day. Adam Tomlinson's found a role down in defence. Petrarca's gone to another level. People were saying, this game is Dusty versus Petrarca. Dusty ends up on the bench with a bit of a concussion. Petrarca's at least in the best two on the ground. So, a bit of a coming-of-age game for him. And right now, Max Gorn, probably the best player in the game over the last month. What's Oliver doing? He's just doing what he does. So, he had one game earlier in the season where he was tagged and he struggled. But since then, he's been really, really good again. So I was reading um, Arnie's biography, Arnold Schwarzenegger's biography. Oh, you don't name drop. And, <laughs> well, 
you know, could and he's not a, could have been a skincare guru, who knows. Um, and he was talking about how he had to lose weight to be in the movie, so he had to debulk, basically, and um, go on a yeah, cut. Yeah, I, I know the feeling. <laughs> debulk. Soft <laughs> And he went from something like 28-inch thighs to 22 and then had to grow them back in order to compete again. And I'm like, that is a sizable difference. And now I want to know how big everybody's thighs are. I was wondering where this was going. <laughs> well, we talk about uh, players that. that have substantial Wines. legs. To the point where when they're not playing, you actually start asking about, oh, who's got the biggest thighs on this team? Like, I've just got a list. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so-and-so, have a look at his thighs. And you're like, no. <laughs> just shooting them down. Got a pretender for you. The West Coast Eagles. Ouch. Yeah. I like Look, them. Good teams don't lose the way they did on the weekend. And they've got a whole heap of injuries out. I know they've got Shuey, Yo, Liam Ryan's out, and now Jeremy McGovern has joined them. But they didn't give a yelp after quarter time. They were really just dismantled. Nick Natanui was beaten by Reese Stanley. Quite convincingly. He's still got a few clearances, but they were nothing clearances. They'll grab the ball and hack it forward. They've got the the, the derby, the derby, 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 against Fremantle this week, so Crosstown Rivals. This would have to be the closest Fremantle have been to them for a few years, and they should be able to make a very good game of it. Not saying they'll win, because West Coast have a bit of a history of turning up the heat at Optus Stadium. But if any version of West Coast shows up that's anything like what we experienced when they turned up to Geelong last week, they'll get beat. And if they get beat against Frio, I don't know what to tell you, but it doesn't bode very well for the rest of their season. Contender, speaking of smashings, Geelong. Oh, rolling your eyes, Mrs. Mongrel. Stupid Geelong. Well, they haven't even played good footy yet apart from the West Coast game. They've kind of just struggled through. And here they are sitting fourth on the ladder. Like they, they haven't even... They've had players out. Dangerfield hasn't got going yet. He's played two games for the year. One was... One he got suspended in and one he twisted his ankle or something as well. He's going to miss weeks. So they're doing it without him. Jeremy Cameron basically started out with what looked like a training drill kind of game. West Coast were going half-hearted, so it was more like this tacit pressure they were putting on. He kind of just ran out and kicked three goals. Probably should have kicked one or two more. But uh, very solid right across the board. Their back line starting to click again. I reckon Tom Stewart's the best halfback in the game at the moment. And I've said it in a couple of articles, but he is the defender I wish James Sicily was at Hawthorne. But he's not. And especially because he's not playing at the moment. He's got a, got a knee injury. But Sicily? Yeah, he won't play all year. Mm. So he did it very late last year, and he's out for a year. Pretender. Hurts me to say this because I like them. GWS. Oh, no, that's our daughter's team. Yes, she picked them. <laughs> good, good, good thing she's not heavily invested. She does not care. But she did like their black uniforms. Mm. They're depleted. I said at the, at the outset they're looking at one end at Toby Green, the other end at Sam Taylor trying to carry them. I don't know what Josh Kelly is at the moment. I don't know what sort of player he is, but a couple of years ago they were bandying him around as a million-dollar player. 
right now, given the way he's playing, I reckon he's half half worth half that money. Um, Tim Taranto no longer sticks tackles. I wonder whether he that that shoulder that he had last year is still bothering him. They really need Lockie Whitfield back. They're struggling, and I think they've got two winnable games coming up. We'll be able to assess whether they can make a run after the next two weeks. Contender. Tigers. They're not going anywhere yet. No need to panic. At this time last year, they were 3-2 and two with a draw. So very, very similar to the situation they're in now. And we all know what happened last year. It ended up very, very bad for everybody else. So... <laughs> For a minute there, I was like, what What happened last year? Yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I don't think there'd be anybody pushing the panic button at Richmond, even if they lose this coming week against the Bulldogs. I, I can't see anybody being too upset. The last four, three, four years, you've had death, taxes, and Richmond digging down when they needed to. So second half of the season, I reckon you'll see the Richmond run. Pretender? The Crows. Show yeah. it a, show yeah. a bit early. Uh, there's nothing pretend about Tex. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go down that path again, are we? <laughs> yes, this might, continuously. This might, this might generate in, degenerate into hardcore. Where we're going. <laughs> Ratings up, respect down. Um, I'm all right with that. They're very similar to Sydney. Uh, with the young, young guys, they're going to run out of gas here and there. They're not going to show up some weeks. They need those older players to show consistency, and they are. So you're getting plenty out of Tex. You're getting plenty out of Rory Laird. You've got Tom Duday coming through really, really well in the back line. And you're getting great contributions out of Jordan Butts. Go for it. No, no, I'm, I'm preoccupied with Tex. Lockie. <laughs> Lockie Scholl, really, really good young player out in the wing. And Riley Thilthorpe. Kick five in his first game. Oh, yeah, so that was crazy. Obviously very, very talented, and he'll be a boon for them going forward. Two more. Contender. Brisbane Lions are a contender again. Ooh. The engines running will know a lot more this Saturday night because they play Port Adelaide at home, so they're getting Port Adelaide on the road, and they're going to do it without Lockie Neal. And you got to wonder who's going to step up for those guys because Lockie Neal's their engine room. Who do I know from the Lions? Joe Danaher. You see, he looks like a fighter pilot from the 40s. Yes, he does. Yeah. Is there anyone else? Danaher. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Anyone else? That's it. Yeah. Do you know Harris Andrews? No. Well, you should get to know him. He's a nice fella. Oh. I'm wondering whether <laughs> it's Zach Bailey's time to step up in Brisbane. There'd be a lot of pressure on Jared Lyons in the middle. I don't know whether they bring in someone else to help, but Zach Bailey kind of hovers between... Midfield, half-forward, half-back, wing. Doesn't have a settled position. I'd like to see him in the middle. I reckon he could go places. Last one. Pretender. Do you want to announce this pretender? The mongrel punt. We've been pretending for a long while. Dodgiest media site ever. It's the Saints. Yeah. Your Saints. Or until recently, your Saints. We'll get to that in a second. In a second. What can you say about the Saints, really? They had this great win against West Coast, and then they fell straight back into the hole they were in before it. So they came from behind, the Joe Ganino win, and then they went, oh, you know, we'll put the cue in the rack again here, straight back in to the hole they were in. Preseason injuries hurt. They lost Ben Ben Payton early on, 
and he'll be gone for the year. But the form of Dan Butler's a worry, and the fall of Brad Hill to really drop them back to the field. So the Saints sit at two and four, way out of contention. They're a bottom four side at the moment. And once you fall to that sort of level, very, very, very difficult to climb out. So, Mrs. Mungrel. Yes. I want to talk to you about something. Oh, this never goes well. <laughs> I've noticed in this household that there has been a strong shift in your allegiances towards Melbourne Football Club, mm. away from St Kilda. Can you confirm or deny this? I have a few things to say. Uh-oh, this is going to get complicated. I'm now a Crows fan. Oh, <laughs> just retired, dude. This is getting creepy. This is getting Matt O'Man, Zach Butters like. Lucky we live in the state. Hey, Matt, we'll uh, compare notes. Mm-hmm. Best strategy. <laughs> yeah, this is like diary of a serial so, killer. <laughs> definitely uh, on board with the Crows. I am on board with the D's. I'm also on board with the Saints. And I'm also on board with the Suns. So you have four teams. And the Hawks, because they're our oh, family oh, team. Oh, yes, they're our family team. So let's it's just say... say which teams I hate. Let's just say they all fell into a pit and had to fight it out. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, or you no. pushed them into a pit. And only one team could emerge victorious. Which team would it be? I like them all fighting in the pit. No, you don't get to see. You just get to see the aftermath. No, your your fantasy sucks. Yeah, because it actually gives me an answer. Um, I'm, I'm, I have I, – well, look – Wow, yeah. dancing, dancing around, dancing around, <laughs> avoiding. Is Ruffy still with the Saints? Yeah, I told you, he broke that guy's leg great. earlier in the season. Yeah, great. I, I, still want, great. I still want the Saints to win it all. I really do. You don't know that. I still want the Saints to win it all. Where are you in the tipping again? You don't know anything. <laughs> You're not doing too well. <laughs> so it up. I want again. the Saints to win it all. Um but if the D's or the Crows won, I wouldn't be upset. Hmm. Quite pleased. If the Suns win, that's great, but they have to have the redhead back. He'll be back in about six weeks. There you go. Just to injure himself again and be out again. Don't say that. Well, look, it's happened twice now. So, hey, we were going to do best boyfriend material from each team. Oh, that'll gain us some fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're running short of time, so we might do six. Oh, Okay. Can we do the first six? And I, haven't had, six? I haven't even looked at these people. Go well, ahead. hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're <laughs> expecting that you were going to be talking about the best boyfriend material from each team. Uh-huh. Oh, you're I'm modern, doing I'm it. I'm a modern man. Oh, wow. I know an attractive man when I see one. Uh, and I know an unattractive man when I see one as well. Yeah, you know that. We have mirrors in this house, you know. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to go through the first six. All right. And we'll see. And you can do the next six next week. Oh, okay. And then we'll do another six next week and another six, which is the 24 teams. What happened to my 30 over 30? Did you forget about that? Did I forget about that? You just remembered right now, didn't you? <laughs> we'll get back into that as well. So we're, we're six into the top 30. <laughs> so can I just point out that two of our main segments at the moment are just based on... <laughs> 
who you fancy. <laughs> Nonsense things about who I fancy. Yeah, that's that's best boyfriend material. Wild fella. Best boyfriend material from Adelaide. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say Tex, aren't you? But he's a married man. He's got kids. He's not gonna be a good boyfriend. Although he'd probably give you plenty of space when he's yeah. home with his family. I'm picking a bloke called Harry Schoenberg. I reckon he's a sort of person, sort of player, that would just be happy to be nominated. So he'd be sitting there at the Academy Awards and he'd miss out on the award and he'd go, I'm just happy to be nominated. Is he he'd a just, bit of a cutie pie? He'd just be happy to get any sort of attention at all. Oh, it's like a puppy. Just pat him on the head and go like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> he's a young bloke, isn't he? He is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Western Bulldogs? Mm-hmm. Eastern Wood. Oh. Strong moral man, this this bloke, he? said that he would happily take a pay cut if the AFL stopped delving into gambling so much for revenue. Hello. That's the sort of bloke I'd date. It really is. You know, the mongrel punt, gambling ad free by choice. Yeah, I'm not very happy about that. Yes, well, I don't (laughs) like it. So, (laughs) Brisbane, Mm. Daniel McStay. Oh, my God. It's all in the name for him. He's not going to be Daniel McGo. He's going to hang around. He's going to be part of your life, whether you like it or not. (laughs) So he's not going to be distracted by playing good footy either. Oh, no. That's brutal. So he's going to have have, his attention elsewhere, which will most likely be on you. So Daniel McStay, he's McGunner McStay. Oh, my God. You did sell him there. I feel like a burger. (laughs) Port Adelaide, does a great tackler amount to being a great hugger? Because Willem Drew, he's a great tackler. Willem Drew. He's a bit of a... He, if I... Oh, see, you've asked me not to be insulting about redheads. So I'm trying not to. You can insult Gary Rowan, but not right. the other redheads. Gary Rowan's a massive red knob. <laughs> this guy also has red hair. <laughs> All right. right. He's also got a name like a cigar brand. Oh, oh yeah. Would you like to suck on a Willem Drew? <laughs> <laughs> he could, he could oh, go gosh. in and just hold out a cigar and people go like, yes, I would. <laughs> and he go, oh, we'll just come in the bathroom. <laughs> this is meant to be contender for best boyfriend material. Well, look, you've you got to get to the, got to get to the plate there. Show before you can take a swing. <laughs> Try before you buy. Um, Geelong, Jeremy Cameron. Oh, interesting. Doesn't uh, he like isolation and solitude? And fantastic boyfriend. Fishing. Let him go out. You'd hardly see him. He'd be out there, you know, getting, getting some is, fish. Can I just ask, is that your criteria for a good boyfriend being nowhere near you? Yes. <laughs> friend, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay away. Give me some space. <laughs> so he said he got chills last week playing for Geelong at Cadinia Park and said he'd never had that feeling before in his life. The guy played in the grand final two years ago at the MCG and didn't have chills, but he goes down to this backwater hovel, continue <laughs> park, and he gets chills there. I thought he must have got a disease and got the chills. <laughs> oh, no, I've got a fever. Maybe you should get checked, Jeremy. So, yeah. Gold Coast? Yep. Alex Sexton? He's got a good head of hair. He looks like a porn star. Yep. But he's not. That I know of. He's a footballer. He's a footballer. But when he's in the privacy of his own home, who knows what goes on, but he's got a dirty moustache too. Real <laughs> smile. moustache. Shall I keep going? We're ripping through them. Yeah, right. All right. GWS, 
Shane Mumford, the big mummy. Mummy. He's always an be older guy. After. You know, he doesn't take any shit, mummy. Plus, he did boxing as oh. well in between his career. So he just basically took two years off, I think, went and had a boxing career and came back to AFL. Really? That's yeah. interesting. So he'd look oh, after you if you were feeling a little bit unsafe. He'd just beat the shit out of whoever's making you feel unsafe. And it's off, pretty off valuable. West Coast Eagles, Tom Barris. I'm not too sure how people feel about his fisting abilities. You can't say that. Fisting the ball. Katie listens to this podcast. He's really good at fisting the ball. But I sure like his fisting abilities. So he goes up and he fists the ball really hard. He's got good timing. That's what you want from a fella. Just some good timing. Much like... (laughs) And and I'm the one that needs to be kicked off. Much like my joke there. Good timing. God. Fremantle. Alex Pierce, he's got a lustrous head of hair. You're mm. going to need to look up a photo of him. I think he's got the best hair in the AFL. That is a huge statement. Plus, you can share hair care products with him. And you? He, no, no, he'll buy them. He'll buy them. You know nothing about hair. You don't just share hair I care products. <laughs> and then you make me fix it up. Plus, he'll have plenty of time to spend with you because he basically gets injured every time he plays. But he still gets paid. What a deal. No lame duck. Hawks, did you notice Jager O'Meara is losing his hair? Oh, come he's, on. He's going for the Jordan Lewis comb-over look really, really soon. Yeah. Anyway, you wouldn't go You just for, wanted to say that. You're not I even did. worried about whether his boyfriend material. You just want to comment yes. on his hair. I've got another bloke here. Have I mate. really ruined you that much? Yes. God damn. John Patton? Mm-hmm. You probably don't want him. Why not? Well, unless you want to use your phone and receive pictures. Oh. Allegedly. He's a sexter. Allegedly. Oh, interesting. I don't think it's been proven yet. Maybe you want, might want to go for Blake Hardwick. Oh, Hard- I know. You- Hardwick by name. <laughs> How do you reckon people come up with their surnames in the first place? Just by coincidence? Cummings. Some, anyway. You had some candles and... Move on to the right, next, next one, one. I like this one. The D's. Clayton Oliver. Yeah, agreed. Similar to Mr. <laughs> Schoenberg at Adelaide. I think he'd just be happy to be part of it. He wore that lovely satiny face mask at the... the Brownlow? There's nothing lovely about face masks. Look, he looked great. I'm just going to say it. Because he had his face covered. He was in a satin mask. The others all had boring ones. Yeah, and they were all wearing them under their nose anyway yeah. after like five minutes. So it didn't really matter. I'm not sure you like Sam Wiedemann. He promises a lot and really never delivers. So <laughs> might want to pass on him. <laughs> Richmond, Trent Cotchen. Great boyfriend material. Yeah. Cleans up after himself. Cleans up after others. He's like a Ken doll, except he's got kids. So he's obviously anatomically correct. Unlike the Ken doll. Is he your top boyfriend out of the AFL? The, I think he'd be the number one. Wow. Trent Cotchen. Plus, he's got that uh, his hair was perfect kind of thing about him. All right. Yep. Trent. Pies? Yep. Pendlebury? Oh, yeah, okay. He's probably my top. There you go. Yeah. He still strikes me as a sort of bloke who will pay his bills at the post office. 
<laughs> that is so adorable. Yeah, it's like you line up there, get on pay. I don't trust this internet business. That is so cute. Yep, okay, yeah. I love it. Carlton, Jack Silvani. Oh, Joe's kid. Good bloodlines. Good bloodlines there. <laughs> if he was a racehorse, you'd invest in him. Yeah. If he was a footballer, you probably wouldn't. But, yeah, hopefully he'd become a racehorse one day. Same with Josh Kennedy at Sydney. Really good bloodlines. Who's his mum? I don't know, but his dad oh, come and on. his grandfather. Look, both, really like Jack both. Silvani. All right, not so much Josh Kennedy. I reckon Josh Kennedy's a good one at Sydney as well. St Kilda, mm-hmm. Rowan Marshall, the Colgate kid, always smiling. Okay. Takes a lot to make him unhappy. I reckon I could do it. <laughs> as his boyfriend. Yeah. Be like, surprise, I'm your new 40-something boyfriend. Yep. That would make him pretty unhappy. Out for something to eat. <laughs> you don't have to come, just pay. I'm hungry. <laughs> and I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt from Kmart. North Melbourne, mm-hmm. Phoenix Spicer. What? Phoenix Spicer. This is like Lacocha's King all over again. Yeah, Are you well, mocking me? Well, for those new to the podcast... I mentioned Ben King and Jack Lacocious in the same sentence once, and Mrs. Mungrel thought the person's name was Lacocious King. I had to explain to her it was two different people. She was very upset. <laughs> At that moment, I fell in love. But Phoenix Spicer. Oh, my God, it's so He's a good. great name. Whether he plays a game or not, hey, this is, this is my boyfriend, Phoenix Spicer. Well, he sounds like a wrestler. That's just... So they're my picks. So your your top would be... Uh, Trent Cotchin. Yep. Number one boyfriend material in the league. I'm a little concerned that what you did here is go for husband material over boyfriend material. I don't know the difference. (laughs) Now, next week, I'd like you to come prepared with your top boyfriend materials, please. All right. For each team? Yeah. Oh, that's excessive. Now, you said to me before the podcast, and if I don't get you the prep the day before, you're not doing it. I'm giving you a whole week this time. Shit. I did this to myself. You did. Bad luck for you. This week, let's wrap it up. Mm -hmm. This week, Dogs and the Tigers on Friday Night Football. What are you thinking, Mrs. Mungrel? Dogs. Dogs. Undefeated. Knock over the Tigers Mm -hmm. and send them to a negative record. Ooh, I'm tipping the Tigers. Oh. Yeah, I don't think they stay down for that long. Pies and the Suns? Pies. Hmm. I think the Pies too, but... Very good opportunity here for the Suns to win on the road. Very, very good. Crows and the Giants. Crows. Just bang. I I didn't even get it out. (laughs) I might watch that game with you. I might not watch it. Just to piss you off. (laughs) Saints and the Hawks. Saints. Saints I think they can come back. They should win this. Hawthorne, they're my team, but they're not ready to be winning a lot at the moment. And I think they'll probably fall down here and there. Sydney and Geelong. Sydney. Sydney and Sydney. Sydney, yeah. All right. You reckon they're back this week? I just really don't like Geelong right now. That's true. You hate them. Lions and Port. Oh. Played in Brisbane. Port. I think Port too. I just think they're the team to beat this year. (laughs) And the Lions without Lockie Neal are not the Lions that will beat Port Adelaide. Bad luck, Lions. North versus the Ds. Ds, easily. Easily, yes. It's going to be difficult to tip North this year. 
because they're having lapses in games where they lose the whole game. So 15 minutes, they fall over, and the rest of the game just plays out. So if they can eliminate that, they'll be okay. Essendon versus Carlton do not like each other at all. Carlton. Carlton, you think? Yeah, as I said before, Carlton have got everything in the right place, and it's not working. So if it doesn't, doesn't work this week, I don't know what they can do, but I'm tipping the Blues as well. Yeah, I've been burnt several times by them, but why not? Just <laughs> we just keep touching it again. And the Derby, West Coast and Frio. Frio. You got Frio. I think West Coast will bounce back. Oh, really? If they don't, okay. this is big trouble for them. Hmm. So Frio will be up and about. They'll be ready, as ready as they'll ever be, but I'm not sure that they can get over West Coast just yet. Hope they do, but we'll soon see. Mrs. Mungrel, you're looking at me. I saw you stare at your, your phone before to look at the time. We should probably wrap it up. It's pretty late. We should probably wrap it up. And you can uh, get on your bike and start thinking about next week's boyfriend material. What have you become? I don't know. It's been a downward spiral for quite a while now. <laughs> Alrighty. We're done. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>